Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. If you're new to the podcast, like I said, my name is Greg Gonzalez. I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri. I am a fiduciary financial advisor and work with clients in almost 20 different states. Many clients are in Missouri and Illinois, of course, but many have relocated, maybe because they wanted to retire in Florida or in South Carolina. Other people had a job relocation, and some people found me through a radio show or a podcast over the years, and they're happy working with a a financial advisor remotely. The clients that we work with are 50 and older, trying to plan for a successful retirement. They're trying to make the right decisions, the right choices to set themselves up for a bright future. That's what they want. So as their financial advocate, their family's financial advocate, I'm there standing side by side with them saying, oh, do this and not that. Oh, hey, try this. This is what we should be doing. And here, let me teach you. Let me explain why. And like any good SmartVestor Pro out there, I have the heart of a teacher. And I want to see people succeed and make the right choices because I've seen so many people go down the wrong paths and make terrible decisions. And then they're stuck with the consequences of these bad financial decisions. So last year in 2020, I started the Retirement Made Easy podcast to kind of be a resource for all the people out there that are wanting to plan for a bright, successful retirement, but they're faced with all these different choices and they don't know where to look for help. There's magazines like Kiplinger's and Money Magazine. You can Google anything and and you get information, but you don't get wisdom. Wisdom comes from someone who has years and years of experience dealing with these issues day in and day out. And, And I have the great opportunity as a financial advisor helping families with these different retirement decisions and choices that they face every single day. And I'm fortunate enough to help answer and guide people as these questions come to mind. So this is our last podcast episode of 2021. And for the entire month of December, really, I've been trying to make our listeners happy and devote the entire episode or as much as I can to help answer listener questions. And so I've received a lot of feedback from listeners and they've really been enjoying this Q&A and the questions are submitted through my website retirementmadeeasypodcast.com and then I'm also taking a select email some people just email me out of the blue which I love hearing from listeners greg at retirestl.com greg g r e g g at retirestl.com if you want to send an email, but it's it's on the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You'll see Ask Greg a question at the bottom. Feel free to submit your question. And no silly questions, no dumb questions. Love hearing all of them. These questions are a variety of different topics. They're kind of random, and I kind of like them that way. While you're there on our website, you can check out our resources tab, which has our 2021 tax planning guide, our retirement budgeting tool, my retirement secret sauce, which I think more people need to check out. All those resources are free, but keep your questions coming at the bottom of the website. Ask Greg a question. 
We've got a probably more questions today than we'll be able to get through. But I mean, we've got one listener that has questions about inflation and his advisors recommending gold and silver. Why would we or wouldn't we recommend that? We've got another listener who is going to really get my blood boiling with her question. So stay tuned for that one. Oh boy, I'm uh, just thinking about her question. It it just, uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Just wait. The first question we'll talk about is from a listener who's really nervous about retiring and spending through his retirement savings instead of saving. So we'll talk about that first. And then we've got other questions from people who don't want to hire a financial advisor, or I think it was the spouse that didn't want to hire a financial advisor. And she was asking, does it even make sense to hire an advisor if your husband doesn't want to? So I'll try to do my best with that one. I'm not a marriage counselor by any means. And hopefully that's a nice situation. Let's jump right into these questions. We'll get through as many as we can. First question comes from James. James wants to know, Greg, I just wanted to know why you have that big, long disclosure at the end of your podcast that no one listens to. Well, James, the reason I have to have that is because I am a fiduciary financial advisor. I have all these licenses behind my names. I'm a certified financial planner. And when you're licensed as a registered investment advisor agent like I am, you have to have those disclosures, right? Versus someone like Jim Cramer, for example, or someone that's on MSNBC that is not licensed, doesn't have any credentials at all, they can give any financial advice to anyone who will listen to them. But you've got to realize these people don't have any credentials, any licenses, any designations behind their name. So they're not responsible for any of the messages or information that they're putting out there, which I think is just criminal. But again, without the licenses, they don't have to have these disclosures that I have to have. Now, I know they're very cumbersome at the end. So, you know, listen to them if you want, but that's just kind of keeping me legal as a fiduciary financial advisor. And what I will say, I'll add to that is there's a lot of journalists and people that they think they know everything. But if you kind of dive deep down and you say, okay, well, this person doesn't have any degrees in finance. They don't have any credentials, licenses, certifications, anything like that. Why are they even putting themselves out there as a finance expert? That one's got me stumped. So you choose whose advice you want to listen to, right? It's like the person, I would listen to my mechanic because my mechanic is working on cars six days a week, right? Versus someone who's a do-it-yourselfer mechanic I'm probably not going to listen to that person if they're not a professional mechanic without the certifications that one needs as a mechanic. Hope that helps, James. Question number two comes from Dave. Dave says, Greg, I got a call from my advisor saying he recommended moving my retirement accounts all to gold and silver because of inflation going up. You mentioned the rising cost of living many times, but I've never heard you talk about gold and silver investing as a safety net. Is this a wise decision to move everything to gold and silver. Dave, without knowing anything about your retirement and what your goals are, I can't give you specific advice. But what I can say is the reason that we typically change somebody's portfolio is because their goals change. For example, Dave, let's say you're retired and you're drawing $2,000 a month 
out of your retirement portfolio. Let's say your goals now changed. You wanted now an extra $500 a month because you wanted to have more money to travel or more money for your hobbies or or whatever it was. Okay, well, now we need to change your portfolio to provide us this extra $500 a month. That's a good example of how somebody's goals would change, and then we would need to adjust their portfolio to fit, to match. If you needed $2,000 a month, I wouldn't recommend gold and silver for your entire portfolio because gold and silver don't provide interest or dividends, right? So that wouldn't work. So I can't speak for your advisor and I don't like the all or nothing kind of thing. Okay, we're gonna move it all to gold or all to silver. I don't like that. I like doing portions. If we're going to make some changes, I like to come up with, okay, what portion should we make a change to? It's generally speaking, it's a bad idea to do an all or nothing. You just lose the advantages of diversification that way. And I really don't like the idea of, okay, we're gonna abandon your plan that we've put together to rush to this safe haven, so to speak, in if we're calling gold and silver a safe haven for a temporary challenge like really high inflation. Yeah, inflation is always going to be there if you've listened to any podcasts. I mean, something we can plan for. But certainly, I think a reasonable person can assume that inflation will start to go down, whether it's months or maybe it takes a year. It's not going to stay this high for the next five or 10 years. So Dave, if I were you, I would, of course, book a meeting with your financial advisor and see what he or she is talking about. And then maybe you can decide whether this is something you want to implement or not. An important point, if you learn nothing from today's podcast, what I want you to take away is just because somebody recommends something to you or offers you their advice for your situation, That doesn't mean you need to obey or follow through with it or implement it, right? You just got somebody's opinion on what would be best for you, but that's just somebody's opinion. I think we can all agree that there's bad advice and there's good advice. And if you ask 10 different financial advisors or people who call themselves financial advisors, I think you would get a lot of different opinions some of it being very bad advice, some of it probably being very good advice. It just depends on who you ask and what you may hear from people. So I hope that helps. All right, next question comes from Jeff. Jeff writes an email, Greg, thank you for the podcast. I have learned a lot. I would like to retire, but I am very nervous about my paycheck stopping and being forced to spend my retirement savings to live on. I am so used to saving and putting money away that I am scared to stop. Do you have any suggestions or advice for me? Jeff, thank you for your question. I have heard this from a lot of people, and I've never retired before, but I have helped a lot, probably dozens and dozens of people retire, putting together a plan that makes sense for them. And I have heard emotionally, psychologically, it's a hard transition because, I mean, working, working, working 40 hours a week, some people 60 hours a week, some people even more than that. When you're working that much and then all of a sudden you're stopping, but more so psychologically, maybe you're saving in that 401k and you're just every paycheck you're saving and investing and putting money away, you're living on less than you make. And then all of a sudden that whole cycle stops 
And all of a sudden, now you're spending the money that you've been saving for all these years, and now you're not saving any. It's a hard, hard adjustment. Some people have a really, really tough time with that. And the more I thought about it, the more I had empathy for these people. And my best advice and and what I, my experience, Jeff, with so many people retiring is maybe the possibility of a semi-retirement. So maybe it's instead of five days a week, it's three days a week. And so you can kind of wade into retirement. I had a client that literally went from five days to four days. Another year went by, he went from four days to three days. Another six months went by, he went down to two days and worked for two more years at two days a week. And then now he just works as an as-needed basis. So what he was able to do is his paycheck went down the more days he cut, and the amount of money that he started drawing out of his retirement accounts supplemented his monthly income needs. So he wasn't forced. Yeah, he couldn't save anymore, as much anymore for retirement, but he was able to just dip in little by little into his retirement. And now at this point, I think he's, it's been six or seven years since he started kind of cutting back at work. And now he's entirely drawing out of his retirement and his social security has started at this point. So he's in a lot better spot. But if that's a possibility for you and where you're at, if you can be semi-retired, like we like to say, and instead of just jumping into a swimming pool, right, you kind of start in the shallow end and you kind of get your feet wet and you get yourself accustomed to the temperature of the water. You kind of wade in. So hopefully, Jeff, that's possible for you. And if not, maybe you want to find a part-time role that you just enjoy the work, right? It's fulfilling. And then that way... You've still got a paycheck, albeit it is smaller, right? And then less money would be coming out of your retirement in that scenario. Or maybe you could live all on that part-time income. I don't know. But that would be an idea anyway for you, Jeff. But yeah, that may work for you really well. The next question comes from Linda. This question, oh boy, this gets my blood boiling when I read something like this. So be prepared. So Linda says, Greg, thank you for the podcast. I've got a important question that's keeping me up at night. My dad is 83 years old. He's got over a million in his investment accounts. She didn't specify whether that's retirement or stocks or mutual funds. It's just over a million. And he's doing very well living by himself. We went to meet with an elder law attorney who said he needs a Medicaid annuity and an irrevocable trust so he doesn't go broke in a nursing home. He will qualify for Medicaid assistance if we do this. What are your thoughts? Okay, so where do I start with this one, Linda? Linda, this is another example of somebody that gives you their advice and you don't need to take it. You can decide whether it's advice that you want to take or not, implement or not. So this elder law attorney, what they're trying to do is tell you and your 83-year-old father, let's put this a million dollars or as as much of it as they can into out of your dad's possession, out of his estate. And we'll put it into this irrevocable trust. We'll hide it, this, this annuity. And essentially what it's doing is it's saying, it's showing Medicaid that your dad, your father is impoverished. And there's a five year look back. Medicaid's gonna look back five years. But after the five years, let's say now your dad's 88, 
he needs custodial care, assisted living, that kind of thing. If all of his assets, all of his million dollar portfolio investment accounts that you said, they're now in this Medicaid annuity irrevocable trust, they're hidden. He is going to look impoverished. And for his assisted care, how do you pay for that? Well, his social security will pay and then Medicaid is going to pick up the rest. So that's the whole idea behind these proposals that you hear from these elder law attorneys. And of course, I've seen these proposals. You got to pay the elder law attorney like 10 grand or something like that to set this all up, set the trust up. They're getting a commission on the Medicaid annuity. And in my opinion, it's absolutely disgusting. Linda, your father has probably worked hard and invested his entire life. He's 83 years old. The money is in his name. He's got his dignity, independence, control. And what this nasty scumbag attorney is recommending is, oh, we'll put, we'll hide all this money inside of this irrevocable trust. Your dad will lose all control of it. And you know what? The taxpayers and Medicaid, they'll pay his stay for his custodial care. Linda, what I would say, if you were my sister and this was our father, I would say your dad has done so well. Doesn't he really deserve the best care and the freedom and control over his entire situation? I would say leave the money invested the way it is. That million dollar investment account or accounts, it sounds like, is able to pay for all of the care, the best care that he really deserves, right? So let's not do this Medicaid annuity. Let's not do this irrevocable trust and try to hide the money so we can inherit more money down the line and make Medicaid and the taxpayers pay for his custodial care, long-term care needs. Let's honor your father and what he would want and not try to listen to this elder law attorney that's really not giving advice that's in, in his best interest. At 83 years old, he's too old to qualify for or purchase some kind of long-term care insurance. He doesn't need it. With that kind of portfolio and investment accounts, he's going to be able to pay for his best care, which he deserves. So I hope that helps. I'm very passionate about this subject because some of these attorneys are just not good people. And they're giving advice to people that is just completely inappropriate. And yeah, I don't know all the details about Linda's and her father's situation, but based on what I read in this email, that's my best advice. So, all right, we got one more email for this episode. It's from Laura. Laura writes, Greg, question for you. My husband handles our finances and he assures me that we will be okay for retirement, but I am worried and afraid to retire. We do not work with an advisor currently. My husband does it all. He doesn't want to pay for something he can do himself. Should we hire an advisor or keep doing it by ourselves? Like I said, I'm afraid to retire, but I don't want to second guess my husband. So this may shock you, Laura, but what I would say is, no, don't hire an advisor. You stated that your husband does not want to pay for something he can do himself. So I would say, don't try to hire an advisor if you don't want to pay for it. However, if in your question you had stated that this is something you would both be willing to pay for, right, to, to get a third party at the table who really understands your situation, your goals, everything about you and your husband and what you're trying to accomplish, and then can work with you and teach you 
why you should be comfortable about your retirement and focus on any gaps and how to fill those gaps to make sure your retirement is as smooth as possible. But I'll go back to what I said in the very beginning. If it's not something that both of you want and want to pay for, I wouldn't waste your time. The big risk I see here though is, and I see this all the time, let's say the husband in this example handles the finances and does the investing, the planning and all that good stuff. There's probably things that he's missing, right? But that's kind of, you know, beside the point. What typically happens is one day something happens to Charlie and when that day comes and it's going to be unexpected, something happens to Charlie. Well, his wife that had really didn't have a good grasp or handle on the financial elements of their life. Well, now the poor wife, now a widow, she's left to kind of pick up the pieces and she's got no clue where to start. And that puts her in a very, very difficult situation. So what I would say, Laura, is you mentioned your husband handles the finances. You two need to be sitting down as a team and figuring this stuff out and developing your plan and what's where and and working together, not on opposite ends of the spectrum. That is my best advice. Assuming again that your husband doesn't want to pay to have an advisor in your corner. Laura, I hope that helps and best of luck to you. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been beneficial. I've really enjoyed trying to answer a lot of these email questions and I've still got another list that we'll probably get into for the episodes for 2022. So go to our website, Retirement Made Easy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. SIPC.